Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, psychology student, wife, and mama four. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm here with Gloria. Gloria Ward is the founder of the I'm Loving Me Project, an entrepreneur, revenue strategist, author, and new thought leader who has been on at the forefront of helping women and women business owners learn, grow, and profit. Well, we all like to profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the revenue strategist that small businesses turn to for guidance. For more than 12 years, clients have enjoyed the confidence, humor, and relatable step-by-step strategies of her business advice and tactics. Her company, the Leap Group LLC, so it's L-E-A-P, is a personal development and business education company that inspires and empowers women, empowers women to win the game of life and build a million dollar business from scratch. Woo! People listening are like, what? Million dollars? <laughs> we still haven't got that second stimulus check. What? Million dollars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, I have listeners all over the world, but they definitely know I live in the United States. <laughs> right. Like, we're all thinking right now, like, where's that money y'all said we were right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gloria, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Megan, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you. We're going to, we're going to talk some self-love and yes. so how do you grow your business and all, all that good stuff. So I'm ready to roll. Well, I would love for you to share your story. What kind of adversities have you overcome? Because in your um, podcast application, it mentioned adversities. And I'm sure you've had a few, as we all have. So (laughs) if you could share with us your stories and about the journey that you've been through, I'm sure the audience would love to hear it. Yeah, I was um, a kid who grew up with my grandmother in New York. Uh, my mom died when she was seven, when I was seven years old, she uh, died of AIDS and I grew up with my grandmother and my five siblings. It was six of us. And she taught us how to survive. She taught us what we needed to do to uh, live a life when she wasn't here. So um, I always had a passion for school. I always had a passion for reading and when I got the chance, I was able to go to college and I came to Atlanta in 1997 and I went to Clark Atlanta University. I had a ball in college. I did everything that a college student would do. And I found the love of my life and we got married. And nine years after that, we got divorced. but we were together since college and on but we were married for nine years we were together for like almost 20 years and uh like all marriages we um went through this whole thing where we tried to discover who we were um when we got separated it was very hard for me for um eight years i partied every day literally and I was drinking a half a bottle of vodka a day. Your liver and, must hurt. Just yeah, thinking. <laughs> and I was, but I was, I, I thought I was living a life. I thought I was 
doing what it is that I wanted to do because I was going to take my power back because the marriage didn't define me. Uh, the um, business that I had where I was making all this money, we it started to go down and started to go backwards. So I was having panic attacks. I was doing all this stuff where, you know, it just came to a point where I actually had to leave my home. We actually had to separate. And I moved into a one bedroom apartment with my two dogs. And I took a look at myself in the mirror. And I said, what the hell are you going to do with yourself? But I didn't learn my lesson because I got one DUI, went to jail and thought it was everybody's fault. And then I turned around and I got another DUI and I hit somebody the second time. I hit some, I hit uh, this couple from the back. It was me and that couple on the road at 4 a.m. It was when uh, the Super Bowl was in Houston and the Falcons was at the Super Bowl. And sure enough, uh, that terrified me. I thought I hurt someone. And I went to jail and I came home and I had to take a hard look at myself in the mirror. Megan, I had to tell myself, you know, you know, you're better than this. You know that you can do more, but I just didn't know how to get out. And I just sat down one day. I was at a job, Megan. I had to get a job and I haven't had a job in like 14 years, but I had to get the job because I crashed my car. I moved out of my home. I was in an apartment. I had a DUI. You know, I, I didn't know what to do because the business was going backwards, right? Right. So just imagine this. It's like, okay, I need to go ahead and get something. The job that I got was at a, uh, a place where they made leather so that you can make jewelry, right? Okay. And I was probably making like $2,000 a month before taxes and then they would take taxes out right mm -hmm. my rent was 14.98 a month <laughs> and i'm saying to myself how the hell am i going to do this right and you know $2000 might be a lot to some people but I was used to making over $100,000 a month, $50,000 a month. So going to that level, right? You think of, you know, you think of the, um, the whole thing where, you know, you, you sit and you think to yourself, well, it shouldn't be that bad. You're rebuilding yourself. It was that bad. And when I took a look at myself in the mirror, I said, you know what? We have to get, our, we have to get ourselves together you got to change. And so the first thing that I said to myself is you have to start loving yourself. And then that's when I started the I'm loving me project only because I had to go to alcohol treatment. And when I was in alcohol treatment, I said, I don't belong here because I am not that right. Yeah. I am not an alcoholic. I don't need this stuff. So the lady Megan, she gave out this paper one day and it said situational depression and it had a list of all the things where you know you have situational depression. I had six out of the eight things. And she was like, does anybody feel like that? I said, I got mostly all of this. She was like, yeah, that's why you're here. 
<laughs> because, <laughs> and I'm up there like, this what I got? <laughs> and she's like, yes, because the situation that you're in right now is making you feel a certain way. You feel like you have to act out. You're not clinically depressed. You have situational depression. And there's a way that you can come out of that. And the way that you come out of that is you have to know who you are and you have to start loving yourself. And then that's when the I'm Loving Me project came aboard because I had to work through those things, right? And once I did, I was like, well, who else? would feel this way, especially us women, because we don't put ourselves first. We put everything else ahead of us, right? Yep. Who else will feel that way? And as soon as I opened it up, so many women, I don't know if you see in our YouTube channel, so many women started to tell their stories about what happened to them, their adversities and how they felt. And it just took off. And yesterday we celebrated three years. So wow. I am super happy. So what is the I'm Loving Me project about? We inspire women to live their highest and truest self. We inspire women to finally take a look in the mirror. And when you ask yourself, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Whatever that is for you. If it's, if it's negative, let's work on it. If it's positive, let's do something with it right? And we get them to see how much they are valued, how much they are loved. But most importantly, we teach them how to self-heal, how you can look at yourself and really start to love who you are unapologetically and understand that it is okay for you to choose you first. It is okay to do that because when you choose yourself first, you can be the best for everyone around you, you know? And then, you know, one of our coaches uses the, the phrase that if I need to go and get my kids a pair of shoes, right? Mm -hmm. Because they need some shoes and all I have is a little bit of money, right? And I have no way to help them get the shoes. I'm going to buy my shoes first. And the reason why I'm going to buy my shoes first is because I can walk to go and get their shoes, right? I'm not going to buy the kids' shoes, and then I can't do anything to help further them along. But we as women, we always think about the kids and the husband and the person that we with, and then we leave ourselves out. Why shouldn't we take care of ourselves? Why shouldn't we have an hour to ourselves each and every day? where we can do whatever we want. And we just tell the family, this is my personal time. When I'm done, I can help you with everything that you need because I got myself together. You right? just made all the moms listening mind explode because they're like, what, <laughs> an hour? That's right. You even get like five minutes by myself. <laughs> for, for real. And it's like you're, you're, you're running and, and trying to make everything work and you're running out of gas. You're running out of gas and society tells you that is okay because you know why? You are a mom. You're supposed to sacrifice. You are supposed to do things for your family because if you don't, we get mommy guilt. You get this whole thing where, oh my God, I am being selfish. I'm not putting my family first, 
right? But do you realize how guys, when they want to watch a game or if they really want something, they create their own time. And they tell you, don't bother them. And they have a beer to go with it, <laughs> right? <laughs> they take their personal time, you know? But after they take their personal time, then they turn around and they go back to worrying, trying to provide and do all those things, right? But they had their time for their excitement. Why can't we? Right? Right, right. No, I agree. I'm with you. But I just know the, I know the mindset of the moms out there. See, I've always been one of those moms I've always been like inherently selfish because I'm just like, you know, I need to do me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, need, I need to be able to do my things. And I actually get quite irritated with my children when they interrupt that me time. That's <laughs> right. Because you, your me time is important. Yes. And you know what? You know what? You are teaching them how to treat you. You are teaching them the importance of being by yourself and by being by themselves and regrouping. Right? Right. Where they go and they say, Hey, I just need I just need 10 minutes. I just need 30 minutes by myself to gather my thoughts, to take my clothes off from work, go take a bath. Go be by myself. Take the stress off of the day. But when I come out of that room, I'm going to make you the best dinner. I can help you with your homework, right? I can actually listen to you at the table while you're talking. And I'm not tired, burnt out, and hoping the conversation hurry up, right? Yeah. My me time is usually in the morning. So in the morning, I like to meditate and do some yoga and stuff. And when I'm doing yoga and my kids are like, mom, I'm like, leave me alone. Right. Unless you broke a bone, this house is on fire. Do not bother me. Like y'all can give me that little bit of time I'm asking of you. But if you think about it, you think about it, you know, I know my grandmother used to do that. And I know um, uh, my ex-husband's aunt used to do that. They used to wake up early in the morning. And they would be in their room with the light on and the door closed and they would do their devotional. They would do uh, all those things, drink their coffee, get themselves together. And then after that, they come out, they make breakfast, they do all of that because they got themselves together. And so at the I'm Loving Me Project, we teach you how you can self-heal and also live your highest and truest self and be okay with taking care of you. And if you also have the passion to build a business and make some money too, you know? Right. So what did your self-love journey look like? Hmm. Uh, Cause you're like, you know, I started this project and all this stuff, but it wasn't that easy. No, it was not. <laughs> it's still a journey. Let me tell you, it is still a journey. Okay. At first, it was very hard because I had to admit to myself that I was hurt. And and I was hurt from what, what went on in my marriage, right? I had to be honest with myself and be vulnerable enough to say to myself that I, did, I don't have it all together. I don't know what I'm doing. I am fearful and I really don't know how the hell I'm going to make things work 
based on where I am right now. I mean, Megan, I uh, tried to get this apartment that I'm in right now. And I went to go pull my credit report. That joint was blank, right? <laughs> and so the people was like, you don't have any credit. And I'm like, well, I didn't have to buy anything, right? And if I did, I paid cash for it. It was like, well, you need something unless you're going to have to pay more money and all this stuff. So how am I going to pay more money? And I'm working at a job that only pays $2,000 a month. And then I have to get a car because I crashed and totaled my car, right? Right. And so now it's like thing after thing and life is just happening, right? And I'm saying to myself first, okay, I got to move out of this house, right? I have to get me a car. And now I found out my credit is blank. <laughs> and I got to do that too. I don't get the whole like, where having no credit is bad. Cause I would think like, that's like a good thing. And then I had to figure out how I was going to get a car. Now with that, I had a luxury car that got totaled. So I had to go buy a car. So I bought a car. I had to lease the car so I can at least have something on the credit report. Right. Right. <laughs> So I went to South Carolina. I found this little Ford Fiesta that was like $7,000. That was a rental car. I went out there. I got the car. I drove it back home because the note was only like 160 bucks a month. But then you have to get insurance and all this stuff. Now, listen, none of this stuff I ever dealt with before. And then on top of that, my emotions, right? So I'm dealing with life now because now I have to take on a lot of responsibility and then I'm dealing with life as far as the breakup. I'm being, I'm, I have divorce papers being shoved in my face and it's like, you know, you go back and forth with a, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. This is the reason why I left. And all my emotions are all over the place. What I did was, is I started reading more and the lady that um, was a therapist in the alcohol treatment, she became my therapist. I needed one, right? right. And one of the things that she said to me, uh, which I will never forget, she said, you know, Gloria, you could really come out of this because you have a lot of ambition and you are kind of focused on what you want but you have to confront your issues. Megan, I didn't even know I had mommy issues. <laughs> I didn't. And I'm like, I'm looking at this lady like, what in the hell is she talking about? I don't, right. I don't have mommy issues because I didn't have one, right? So how can you have an issue with something that you didn't have? And she said, no, Gloria, tell me how was the relationship between you and your uh, in-laws? And then I had to think about it. Megan, do you know, I never called them mom and dad for the nine years that I was married to them. His mom asked me, you know, Gloria, what, what, do, you, what do you call us? <laughs> what do you call us? Because you just start talking and, you know, you never call me or ask for me. You would just walk in where I am. And I'm like, I don't call you, I don't call y'all anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Because I couldn't say mom and I couldn't say dad. I just couldn't do it. Why? Because I never said it before. Mm. You get it? Yeah. And in my head, I was like, y'all not that anyway. Right? Because I had issues. Because when uh, I was born, I was born January 1st. My mom, uh, I only lived with her for three years of my life. And then she sent me to California to live with my uncle for another three years. So when I came back, I was six going on seven. And then after that, she passed, you know? So I didn't know I had mommy issues. I didn't know that I was still battling with that. I, I didn't know that I was so clingy because I was afraid that people were going to leave me. I didn't even know that I had a fear of dying because everyone in my family died early. The, the oldest person who passed was my grandmother and that was at the age of 70. Everyone else, my mom died when she was 29 or 30. Oh, wow. You know, my uncle's 33. I think the oldest was probably like 42, 44. So, I'm saying to myself, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to do that. Because I was running from my life. I didn't want to be that in my life. Right? Right. And since I was running from that, trying to pursue a business and prove myself and do all that, I was running myself ragged. Now put all of this other pressure on top and then putting myself in an environment where I'm making $2,000 a month and I have to go sit somewhere for eight hours and then see that kind of money where I was never used to that. Mm -hmm. I was drinking more, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, when you have that kind of trauma in your past and those, the issues going on and you haven't worked through them and healed them, Man, alcohol is real, uh, like, convenient to to lean on. I didn't even know they were there. And that's what I tell women. You don't even know they're there because you know why? This is your life. Mm -hmm. You don't know until someone or something shines a light on you and say, hey, you got to get it together. You just going about life saying, well, I guess this is just my life. I guess I deserve this. I guess I should be like this. But all in, within all of that, something is nagging you in your stomach. It's like a little pebble just keep hitting you. You should be doing something better. This is not all that life has for you. You could do more, but you just don't know what, right? right? And so for the next, I would say, three, four years, I've been on this journey where I'm starting to discover who I am and loving myself and I'm doing what I love, right? And that's the best thing where I'm doing what I love. I was able to kick back in my entrepreneurship spirit. I was able to start this project and some other ventures. And now I'm back to me, but a different me, a better me. Right. A better me who knows my triggers, who understands uh, how 
and what bothers me. I can speak up for myself now. I know how to set boundaries. Your boundaries I, are so important. Oh my God, <laughs> tell me about it, right? And I know how to I know how to interact with people in a way in which it is not combative anymore. I don't have to think to myself, I have something to prove. I could just be me. That's I can just freeing. be me. It is the most freeing thing you can ever, ever experience. That's when you know you live in on purpose. Is yeah. when you can be you and still make good money. You're just like, being yourself. What's up with this money? <laughs> I found therapy to be so freeing for myself. Um, as most uh, listeners to the podcast know, I've, I've had a lot of trauma. I've also been diagnosed with bipolar uh, type two. So mm -hmm. there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, therapy. I mean, when you're talking about it, I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm, I feel yep. you. Yep. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit, what was that transition like from that $2,000 a month to where you are now? How did that, oh. what, how'd that happen? Oh, connect, man. Connect the dots if, for us. Can I curse on here? Yes. It's explicit. I was a bitch. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was, remember, I'm out of my element, right? But the people who work there, they believe that that is their environment, right? I'm the one coming into their space asking them to give me a shot in order for me to get my life together, right? Right. But I was a bitch. I did not socialize like that. Uh, I did not. You know how they say um, at the job, they want you to do extra, like, you know, be a team player. I was none of that. I stayed, uh, the job, what you had to do, you had to come out three times a day in the morning, uh, either uh, before lunch and before you went home because the orders that came in, because it was like an e-commerce business, the yeah. orders that came in, you always had to pack them up and get them shipped out before the mail person came, UPS came, and all that stuff. Now, I was not used to none of that. I never packed a box, got orders, did none of that stuff, right? So I would forget it was time to go out, right? So they started yelling so that it, to remind me, they would say, orders are up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would go and I'd just be like, oh, I will always get the orders wrong. <laughs> I will always, and then the lady who was over it, like the manager, she took me in her office. You know how they do the, the review for like the year? Because I was there for like almost two years. You do the review, I had needs improvement in all areas. <laughs> like wait a minute right I said wait a minute now I this is not me and it was like yeah you don't help out you don't do this you don't do that right 
And so coming from being a boss, I am sitting in front of the boss, the CEO. And he said, you know, Gloria, I believe you have a lot of potential there. I believe that you can go far in this company if you just apply yourself and you help out a little bit more and you volunteer to do stuff more. I said, sir, I do not plan on being here very long, okay? <laughs> I said, I do not want to volunteer. I do not want to do all of this stuff, right? And he was just looking at me like, okay. But the reason why I was able to say those things is because at the same time, I had a good skill, right? Because they're e-commerce business, right? I'm coming from an IT background, right? I was a software engineer by trade. And then I, and then I got into uh, social media marketing and advertising when it first came out, right? So in this e-commerce business, they, they were mostly word of mouth and using influencers to go ahead and build their business. But I was great at Google AdWords, right? I knew how to set them up. I knew how to watch the ads. I knew how to filter it and make the money. One month, I made them $10,000 just on Google ads, right? And I printed it out. Oh my God, you would think that I was someone that came from heaven itself, <laughs> right? But I only did that because I liked working. Right. But I didn't like doing all of the other stuff. But if you put me in an environment where I felt comfortable, which leave me alone, let me stay in my office, I'll go ahead and do this. And then that was it. You know, we were fine. But they never got that message. They was trying to get me to do other things and call customers and do all that. So, yeah, the oh, my God, the 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 transition was it was, it was rough. And what happened was, is that I said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to lean on our degree. Let's go back into IT because you can do what you want to do there, Gloria. Right. And when an opportunity came, uh, I jumped at it and I could, I couldn't wait to say, Oh, today's my last day. I'm not coming back. <laughs> and they was like, what? I said, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Right. And, um, and then when I went and I started doing uh, IT again, networking and everything, my income just started to rise because that was my first business. Right. From mm -hmm. when I was in college and when I got out of college and so I knew that I can always lean on my degree, but I was trying to get something quick so that I can go ahead and get a car and get this and get that. But once it turned around, girl, I went and I got my freedom back. I was able to do what I want to do. My income increased 10 times and I was able to take the money that I made and invested in my project and go back and forth and hire eight people. And, and I was getting back to me. Right. Oh, so I was getting back to me because, you know, that was me, but that transition was not easy at all. So I was thankful because it took me two years. Sometimes it takes people five, six years to get out of theirs. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but it took me two years to get out and here I am now. Yeah, no. And we have to know our strengths, right? So yeah. I had a couple businesses and I am, am not built to be an entrepreneur. No, mm -hmm. I like working for somebody else. I don't like having to worry about any of the other stuff. <laughs> pay me to do what I'm good for. And I'm yeah. good. Like that's, that's it. That's all I want. But then I know uh, people like my boss, I work for a marketing company right now while I'm working on my degree. I want to be a professor of psychology someday. Oh, um, but while I'm working on that degree, I work for a marketing company. I'm an, uh, they're the admin assistant and my boss, she's, she's an entrepreneur, but you know, runs through her blood. Like yeah. <laughs> her, mm -hmm. her parents were entrepreneurs. She's an entrepreneur. She hated working for other people. Ooh. Like she loves being her own boss and, and building up her company. Like it's great. But me on the other hand, I'm like, you can hire me. Like <laughs> I'll do the things. Cause I don't like being the boss. I don't like being responsible for all these. And like, no, but you got to know your strengths. Right. And that's what that's you're right. talking about is that's you right. knew working for somebody else. That was not your strength. Like that's no, not, not what makes you light up inside and you do not enjoy it. Mm, mm, not at all. And, and, you know, when I would speak to the CEO there, he would tell me I'm having Gloria, I just having a hard time to connect with you. I said, because you're talking to a boss as well. You're not talking to an employee. So my, uh, my ego is in the way just like yours. Right. And that's very hard to get humble when you know that you are not where you're supposed to be. But it was that fear that took over that said, you know, you need this job. You know, you need to do this for now because without this, you won't have anything. Right. You know, you have to wait until something better comes along until you're able to move forward. But I will tell you this, Megan, and I'll tell your audience, nothing better came along for me until I started healing and really mapping out my plan on what I wanted to do and really understanding what my purpose was. Because I was in limbo. I used to do my work, but I would have a little small laptop on the side at the job and apparently that, that was not the right thing to do. You can have a personal laptop and the work computer. And I used to say, why? Because if I'm working on ads and everything, sometimes I want to go to different sites or I'm looking at Netflix or, you know, but that, all of that made me happy, right? Where I could do my work. But apparently that wasn't the right thing to do, right? So he came in one day. He was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching Netflix. Well, I'm working on that. You cannot do that here, Gloria. If if I let you watch television and other people have to watch it, well, how am I? What am I supposed to do? Like stare at this screen and pretend that I'm not doing something else, right? And then, and then he he could never handle me. But when I figured out my purpose, I was able to start to live the life that I wanted to live. And I just say to your audience, once you figure out who you are and you stop blaming other people because you would never, ever move in life 
If you believe that you are where you are because it's somebody else's fault. Amen. Right? (laughs) But I was blaming the ex-husband. I was blaming the police officers. I was blaming the therapist. I was blaming all these people where I am the one to blame. Everything that happened, it happened because I made the decision to get drunk, smoke weed, go to McDonald's, get on the road and slam into someone and fall asleep because I fell asleep at the wheel. Those were all my decisions. Smoking weed can make people fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so. I might have a little experience from that when I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely was one of those people. It would make me laugh and then I'd get really hungry and I'd eat a lot and then I'd fall asleep. Didn't I say? Went to McDonald's, right? (laughs) Got on the road and fell asleep because I was eating a burger on the way home. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. So we learned our, you know, from our mistakes. Um, I said amen because I had to cut off... um, relationship with my mom because she blames me for how her life is she literally said to me uh i wish i hadn't met i wish i hadn't met your dad i um and i wish you'd never been born because then my life wouldn't have been ruined and Ah. i'm like so i'm 34 years old right if you're still blaming me after 34 years for your life being the way it is you you need some I, i i told her i said you need to see a therapist you start seeing a therapist and you start healing them maybe we can have a relationship because i i know it's not about me right um so that's why i said amen to what you're saying because people tend to blame all these other people but like there's one common denominator if, if you're still blaming other people years and years and years later that's right what's the common denominator that is, it is you, 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 you are it. And, you know, I tell the women all the time, I said, you have to be ready for this journey because it's a lifelong journey, right? Because our parents and people who raised us pretty sure was doing the best they could. Pretty sure was uh, uh, working with the cards that they were dealt, right? And some of it was good and some of it was bad. But the good thing about us in you, in me, is the fact that we have the ability to understand and to change at any moment. Mm-hmm. You're not too young. You're not too old. It's not too late, right? right. You can do it right now if you decide to. The first thing that you need to do is look in that mirror and get vulnerable and get real with yourself and tell yourself, you know what? I don't want to be married. I, I feel like I want to go out there. I want to travel. I want to be able to start a business. I want to be able to have a great life. I am not happy where I am right now, or I am happy with where I am and I want to do more. I want right. to get out there and I want to help right? Once we get honest with ourselves, the second thing is look at the environment around you because that's the environment that you created, Mm -hmm. right? 
kids are crazy, things are not going so well, that's the environment you created. Because at the same time, you allowed things to happen because you didn't set boundaries. The third thing is we teach people how to treat us. If you're in something that you don't like, you taught the people how to treat you mm. because you didn't stand up for yourself. You didn't speak up when you were supposed to. You allow other people to go ahead and put their needs and wants on you and you're on the phone with them hours and hours and hours and they're telling you all their problems and everything and you're giving them money and you're doing all this you're enabling people right but they are coming getting what they need from you and guess what happens when you need something you get crickets yep nothing nothing not a damn thing. There is nobody around but you and you and you and God, right? And then you say to yourself, well, I'm there for everybody else, but nobody is there for me. Well, what you got to understand, honey, is that you created that by mm -hmm. giving your all and putting yourself out there and, and running out of gas and, and not setting boundaries, Right? So to take that power back, no is a complete sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes, no, it's a complete sentence. <laughs> <laughs> right? No is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. When people ask you to do something, you don't want to do it. No. Yep. They say, why? I don't want to. And that's okay. You're not going to go to hell for that. They're not going to die. They're not going to do all this because these people will survive without you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They will eat. They will go out. And you know what? They're just going to go and find somebody else. But they're going to guilt trip you the whole way out. I can't believe that you're going to do this to me. And, and what happened to you? Because when you start to change, then your friends start to change in your environment. You get to see people for who they are. Yep. They'll either I come remember. along with you for the ride or you let me tell you, I remember, <laughs> I remember I, uh, I told some of my friends, I was like, well, you know, y'all, I'm not hanging out like that anymore. And I'm not drinking like that anymore. What's wrong with you? Uh, so you're just going to be bored in the house now? You're not going to hang out? Because, see, when I was out there partying, I'm spending money. We in the club. We'll go to the strip club. We'll do all this. And I'm the one paying everything for like 10 people to get in and doing all this stuff, right? Because I had to keep up with the facade that I had money knowing that I was in debt, mm -hmm. right? So when I stopped that, and I said, no, no more. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, what's wrong? And, you know, I mean, are you okay? And this is not like you. I am changing. I am growing. Right? And some of them leave. Most of them will. And those who need to be in your life, they'll stick around. But you have to be okay with that. Yep. Well, Gloria, it's getting towards the end of our time. Yes. Um, 
I could talk to you forever because I'm like, <laughs> yes, your story has so much in it. Yeah. Um, what would you like to leave the inspired women audience with? I would say to uh, every woman that's out there, live your highest and truest self, be yourself, figure out what it is that you want to do with your life, figure out what your passion is, figure out how you want to live the rest of your life. Because the things that you're doing right now, you are planning for the next 10 years. Mm. What is that going to look like for you within the next 10 years? Right? Right. Where do you want to be during that time? If you don't like where you are, change it. If you do, figure out how you can help someone else. And once you do that, what you, what you will experience is something called purpose and freedom. And mm. that is the best place to be in life because you know what? It gives you the opportunity to feel joy, love, gratitude, and all of those things. Because love, joy, and gratitude, ladies, is a decision. Anger, disappointment, and all of those negative emotions are what we feel inside each and every day, right? We can't help those things because our emotions go crazy. But love and gratitude and joy is a decision that we make every day. Why not put ourselves in a position where those are the decisions that we make and that's the life that we live? Because it's not, it's not a fairy tale. It is true. Yes. And if ladies are overwhelmed, they're like, I don't know how to get started or they just want more. We're going to link up all your show, your, your, your links in the show notes so people can get a hold of you and yeah. watch your YouTube channel and, and follow you on social media so they can, they can soak up even more of this information. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I had fun and you're easy to talk to. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.